Welcome to Ready, Set, Invest, a podcast where we share stories about successful entrepreneurs and explore business opportunities in emerging industries in Medicine Hat, Alberta. I'm your host, Amanda Simonek. This episode, Ryan Jackson is here to answer your questions on business. Ryan is a business consultant, president of the VA Angels Medicine Hat chapter, the CEO of Invest Medicine Hat, and has mentored many entrepreneurs. Do you know how many you've mentored? I'm going to say it's quite a few. You know, I've, I guess I have to go back and I have to look and <laughs> figure it out. But yeah, it's been quite a few, uh, informally and formally, I guess, right? That's the difference. Oh, yeah, because you were yeah. at the college for a bit, weren't you? I was, yeah. I was the entrepreneur in residence, the inaugural entrepreneur in residence uh, at the Medicine College, ooh, 2013, oh. 2013-2014. Oh, wow. And uh, that's where I met John, actually, Sokolchev. Yeah. Hmm. And here we are today. So thanks for joining us. First up, we have some questions on the economy that were submitted to us. Um, first one is, of all the opportunities that Medicine Hat has lost out on, are there any common factors in those? The biggest common factor is real estate related most often. We have a number of opportunities to have had businesses locate here but they're and I'm not going to say that they didn't have the foresight to actually plan months in advance to have one built for them or whatever they're looking for something that's available right away and I guess it's a blessing and a curse because there has been more um, industrial and light industrial space it's been leased over the last couple of years so there's less available and the most popular size space is that 30, 40,000 square foot space. And there's just not a lot of them out there. So that's, that would be the biggest missed opportunity, if you will. So, but some of them uh, locate nearby. So we wouldn't necessarily consider it a loss as opposed to it's not necessarily in Medicine Hat, but it's nearby. And so it does, you know, a rising tide does float all boats. So that's the way we t- choose to look at it. Are there any examples of some companies that may be located in the area? Uh, there's one uh, logistics firm, trucking company that did. Uh, I can't remember the name of it offhand, but uh, that's one example of one that did. Uh, and of course, there's uh, been an implement dealer who also was looking inside the city, but has uh, decided to build their facility outside the city limits. Uh, again, employing people probably most likely from Medicine Hat. So. That's, um, that's a few of the examples. And then, of course, we have lost some uh, that just went to another jurisdiction. So, And then let's talk about agriculture. So agriculture, commodity processing seems like it'd be a natural fit. Um, the question is, what are some opportunities that Medicine Hat would be uniquely suited for in that industry? Well, we've been pushing a lot from the Invest Medicine Hat side, um, anything related to the hemp space. So hemp processing of either the seeds which could be anything from uh, dehulling or pressing the seeds. Now it's moving more once the bill C45 comes into play uh, that we'll have the industrial hemp processing potentially for CBD extraction around uh, the, the flower, the leaf and the stem. So that's important to understand that before we could only use the seeds as related to industrial hemp growing, which is a cousin of the cannabis plant. Uh, we, of course, have the Aurora Sun facility already being constructed uh, in town here. So there is a lot of hemp crop that is, uh, and it's unrelated because this is grown in a greenhouse, the cannabis uh, through Aurora Sun. But uh, we do have a lot of hemp crops around here. So 
from a food processing or agriculture processing uh, perspective, that's probably the, the lowest hanging fruit, no pun intended, because it's not fruit, <laughs> but uh, seed. yeah, it's seed. <laughs> But yeah, that's the that's what we've been focusing on. Of course, you could do uh, pulse crops as well. So uh, uh, there's some processing opportunities here for for that as well. That has been built out. In fact, overbuilt uh, around the area. And when I say along the Trans Canada from Manitoba right down through to uh, the interior of BC, so that's a little bit of a harder business case to make for a company to come here and and set up another one. But that uh, might bear itself out over time. You never know. So here's another one for you. Um, what is Medicine Hat's greatest strength from human capital perspective? That's a good question. Um, we did a base analysis that was based on, uh, we'll say, older da- uh, data that uh, we're, we're looking to do another one, hopefully in the fall uh, or early spring of next year using the 2017 census data that uh, Statistics Canada just did. But I'd say right now we've looked at human capital. We have actually a large, I guess we'll call it unskilled labor, uh, and that's born from the legacy of oil and gas service companies and that sort of thing. So there's not a high school or not a high school, rather a college uh, course that you take to work in the oil patch. I mean, there are if you're going to be a geologist or or things of that nature, but uh, to work as a, as a laborer in the, uh, the oil patch, typically uh, that's what we would consider unskilled labor, but it was very good paying. So our abundance of, we'll call it unskilled labor, is uh, probably our biggest asset as it relates to a, a company like Aurora who chose Medicine Hat. They actually looked at a lot of um, this the unskilled or uh, and skilled labor as a, as a bonus. That's our biggest abundance. And then following that is engineering. Uh, there's a lot of power engineers. There's a lot of those types of uh, engineers in uh, this area. That's our probably our second largest labor, uh, skilled labor pool, or largest skilled labor pool, rather. And from there, we have a lot of professionals here as well. So we have, um, you know, and when we say professionals, it's uh, accountants and lawyers and, uh, and doctors and such. So a significant pool of those uh, folks as well. So our biggest strength, back to the beginning of the question, is um, our unskilled. They are, they do have skills. I, you know, it, it almost sounds like it's an affront to call them unskilled, but they just don't have a college degree or college education. So a lot of them are very smart and very talented and uh, have a lot of transferable skills. For example, the Aurora Sun Project. Mm, And we do get lots of questions about when people can apply for jobs there. So I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. Yeah, they can. I mean, uh, Aurora posts all of their jobs on Indeed. So if you keep checking Indeed, and you can set up filters and, and notifications through Indeed if you open an account with them. And I would suggest continuing to do that. And uh, I just toured the Sky facility up in Edmonton two weeks ago, last week. Uh, so it's almost fully complete. Uh, and it's really, um, it's not your garden variety greenhouse, pun intended. <laughs> it's very much a high tech uh, pharmaceutical hospital, not hospital grade, but pharmaceutical grade facility that is very sterile uh, in the grow rooms. Uh, the amount of robotics that they have is crazy to move the plants from uh, one room to the next and to process them. 
and to ship them. So it's really an, an advanced facility. And, and when people get an opportunity, and they will be doing tours, they're, they're going to be very, very impressed with, uh, with, with what they're going to see. So that's an aside. That's a sidebar. That's a sidebar. Yeah, well, but it's good. Yeah, we'll be talking more about that soon oh, yeah. because they're going really fast out they there. They are. They are. They've uh, just about finished clearing the site and, and uh, speaking with the Aurora folks last week. They're very much focused on all of the things they learned from Sky, uh, building Sky, and and putting those to use when they build Sun down here. Looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, yeah. It's I can't wait cool. yeah, to it's see be it. Cool. You betcha. So let's go a little bit behind the scenes, speaking of tours and whatnot. So sometimes we get the question how we pick businesses to profile. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a stab at this well, one? Yeah, it's, it's really just the people we like. Um, if we don't like you, we're not going to do a profile. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, you know what? A lot of it is focused on our strengths. So we continue to hammer away at what we're good at as a community to market to the world. And so a lot of the businesses that we profile fall into the sectors typically that we're trying to focus on attracting. Because if you're seeing someone that is in a sector in the market you're looking at, and being successful and thriving, you're going to you know take a closer look at that because we're humanizing it essentially, as opposed to saying we've got so many hours of sunshine, so many roads, so many park trails, blah blah blah, which is great and it's important to have uh, people that you want to move here be happy with their after work life. But uh, a lot of it is focused around that, and a lot of people now that we've been doing this for a while, or that you've been doing this for a while, yeah, have uh, asked us to uh, profile them. And we're happy to do that too. It doesn't necessarily have to fit in certain, the certain sectors that we're focusing on, but we're happy to, you know, uh, do a story about if you're doing something cool, uh, even if you're doing a new gluten-free cookie. It's, Ooh, you know, I'd love yeah. to write yeah, about yeah, that gluten-free yeah, cookie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that just, if you want to tell your story, we're happy to tell it for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell Amanda to come and interview you. That's what, that's how it happens. That's right. You can send me an email or right. on our website, there's a contact, us contact, contact us button. Yeah. yeah it's know. a contact us is button. It, is it really? It's at the bottom of the page. Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. All right. And then, so another one that's kind of behind the scenes is we do talk a lot about downtown development and we are downtown. We downtown. We're located at the Compass Building right by Inspire. Yep. It's a great spot. It is. And station too. And station. Yep. We've got a lot of great coffee Sabai, right there. Restaurants, the beverage. Can't uh, forget about Valhalla. They're down no, the road. Valhalla. Oh, and, uh, Shut up and wear it. 2E10. Yes. Across the st- I think so. They have great noodle bowls. Oh yeah. Vietnamese, right? Vietnamese. Yeah. Yeah. There's like three restaurants on our block. Second Street is happening. The yes. 600 block of Second Street is, is where it's at. Yes. No question. But no. anyways, we digress. But anyways, yeah. Sometimes I get asked how we're involved with downtown redevelopment. And the thing is, we aren't really, not are we? Not really. Well, not, yeah. not as it relates to what the city wants us to do. We're, we're out tra- targeting businesses to move into town, to set up shop. I think by maybe just by virtue of the profiles that you write and some of the things that we do, we probably do put focus on certain businesses that are located downtown. But, um, you know, not to sound political, but our mandate isn't to uh, obviously focus on the revitalization. I think they're doing just fine, quite frankly. 
Uh, and that's the, that's the job of the uh, CCDA. Uh, that's what their role is, is to uh, focus on marketing the downtown folks that are already here, the businesses that are here. As far as the revitalization, what city council from maybe two terms ago have done or started uh, with some grants and uh, low zero interest loans really is what, what you see today is a result of a lot of that. Um, the market decided that there was a, that investment then made sense and it was a good way to induce um, that behavior uh, that council did. And as soon as they put out that next round of grant uh, announcements or that uh, allocated amount, it's gone. I think the first couple of years, I don't think anybody even applied for it. So it was a bit, it took a bit of time as to it relates to what Invest Medicine Hat's role is. Of course, if they ask us to do it, we'd, you know, probably take a look at it. But really, we just are big cheerleaders of downtown because that's where we live, work, and, you know, kinda, well, we don't, well, you live. So, so I'm but, down here yeah, a lot. Yeah, we like it. We like it down here. We really do. Yeah. And it's got a great vibe. And uh, that kind of is what how it happens, right? The market kind of says, hey, these guys are down here. It mustn't be that bad. And then they, we tell them how great it is, and then they'll come down here. It's market-driven. Obviously, the, the grants and the loans help, but it really does play to that, uh, to that tune now that that momentum started. Travois Ale House across on 3rd Street is, is going to open their doors. There's lots of neat things. Not, yeah. A lot of neat things. I'm actually... It's awful that Greyhound is uh, is going to be leaving, yeah. but I'm excited though for what could maybe be done with that building yes. or or that space, that uh, piece of land. So I think there's something that could be transformative to that block that would you know could be done from a developer standpoint. I'm wearing my developer hat, there could be a cool kind of maybe some sort of a you know strip mall kind of thing or a plaza maybe with that open parking area and then some businesses off to the side who knows oh, right so yeah you could do all sorts of things with the existing structure just give it a facelift got it new coat of paint there's a basement i think or a gym. The basement yeah. there's a gym down there gone i've gone on and on about it but to answer your question <laughs> <laughs> we're not uh, really involved, not, but we but think we'll it's sure, great. <laughs> we'll sure yell from the rooftops, though, about how awesome it is down here. Cool. Okay, so that about takes care of that. So I did get a couple of business questions about, you know, starting a business. Maybe, you, like, yeah. Right. So, which I think works well because you mentored a lot of businesses. I've started a few myself and mentored a few others, yeah. Yeah. So one question I thought was a really good question. Mm -hmm. Um, It came through Instagram, actually. Um, So say you've got a side hustle and you don't have a business license yet, but you're wondering at what point should I get a Mm. business license? Uh, You probably should get one as soon as you start doing transactions would be my, would be my, you know, if you're, if you're conducting business of any kind, you need to have a business license. That's just the bylaw um i can't remember the number of it bylaw 2336 or something but it's uh there's a bylaw that gives you a good if you go on the city of medicine at website and uh, or even just google business licenses in the city of medicine at it'll probably take you straight uh give you a link to the to the page you need but yeah go for uh go for it and see what uh you can uh do but you you should you should even if you're not incorporated or you're just a sole proprietorship but as soon as you start doing business you should be you should have I think well by law you have to have a business license so 
that would be the best thing. Check the city's website to see exactly, but um, that's the I think that's the best guideline. It's pretty easy to get one. I think you apply, oh, fill yeah. out a form. It's online. Think, yeah, it's online. Yep. Okay. Yep. No, it's very online. It's very interactive. There's no yeah. It's it's not. There's not a lot of guesswork there. Just fill in the blanks. Okay. Who would you speak with at City Hall if you needed to get some permits or licensing? On the business side? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, because there's a lot of different places. So, I mean, planning would be where you go if you're looking to build a building or, or something of that nature. You'd go to the planning department. Uh, there is a business license contact uh, on the city's website, so I would suggest that you go there. And then, yeah, just, just connect with City Hall, and they'll be able to... Uh, They'll be able to hook you up. All right. Um, and then here's another one that I think a lot of people are thinking about because October 17th, cannabis is Weed legal. Day. Yes. Yes. Indeed. So if someone wants to start a cannabis business, where do you start? Oh, boy. There's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot. Hoops. Yeah, well... Well, not hoops, really, but... It depends really, what you want to do. Yeah. So that if guy I was retail. telling you about... Yeah, exactly. If it's, they're not even looking to sell weed uh, or cannabis or marijuana. They're looking to sell the stuff to help you grow it at home. So there's so many different kinds of businesses that are going to get developed over the course of... From a, October 17th, even prior, guys are already, you know, going to work on putting their storefronts and stuff for the actual sales of uh of cannabis and and of course the online store through uh the the government is there as well so um like any business not just cannabis you really just have to start with all right is what i'm offering to sell or to provide a service for something that somebody would want to pay money for because sometimes when you solve a problem of your own or you think it's a good idea because you would buy it it's not always what everyone else would want to buy or pay for pay money for. And then you have to look at the competitive environment too. Is there, you know, is there space? Is there room for me to to succeed in this particular market or product or service? So unrelated to cannabis, sure you could say, okay, yeah, I'm gonna start a store or this business to sell the, the equipment or and if you want to be a licensed producer, they're they're handing those licenses out now like candy. I think the ship has sailed, honestly. If you want to grow it to sell it, I think you better have a really, really, really strong plan on where, what or where you're going to do it uh, and who you're going to sell it to. How are you going to get it to market? Because uh, that's important. Plant itself or the cannabis plant is still has to be produced by a licensed producer. So you can grow it at home for your own use. I think four plants is the limit. I'm not sure. I think it is. Yeah. Um, the city actually has, again, back to the city of Medicine Hat, the website actually spells out the legislation locally as if you're going to, if you're going to be a real retailer, uh, about where you can put your store and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I'm, I'm curious to see how things shake out because it's, uh, it's going to be a very, uh, competitive environment right off the hop. Everybody's going to be looking to make some, uh, money off of it. And that's great. That's what capitalism is all about. But you can't uh, also just throw caution to the wind and not have a plan in place or, or understand what the market's going to be. Unfortunately, no one knows how big the market's going to be because it's been illegal up until now. So the underground market is hard to quantify. I mean, we can guess, but um, you know, it's it's going to be different. So. 
to answer your question, the cannabis, you know, if you're going to open a cannabis related business, I would probably um, do a lot of, of research around what your particular product or service is going to provide to the marketplace and make sure that there's enough there for you to make a living off of. Short answer. Long diatribe yeah. to a short answer. Yeah, we could almost do a full yeah. episode on cannabis businesses. You know, we could, and we probably will, right? Mm-hmm. Or you should. Yeah. Is there any question you think someone should have asked but didn't ask you now that we have you in the hot seat? Um, you know what? There's a lot of... We're getting a lot of questions from outside of the city, from other towns, asking us what we're doing and how we're doing it. And in I medicine think, hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, John and I were up in a, a city outside of, uh, it's in Alberta, but um, they they invited us up because they wanted to know what's going on. So we're starting to make waves, right, with the businesses and companies that we're attracting. Uh, and I know that we've been working with some uh, other uh, towns outside of the province as well. And I would suggest that if someone was asked, so what do you guys do? Would probably, you know, investment is in hat. Well, what is it? Well, investment attraction. Well, that's vague. So the very first interview I did after we were successful in the bid to uh, the contract that the city put out is we sell the city. And it's not as easy as it sounds, but at the same time, it's not as complicated as it sounds either. And it's really just about being uh, out there and telling people, hey, this is a good place to to set up a company and here's why. So, you know, we have uh, great utility rates, we have lots of sunshine, of course that helped uh, more than you realize the Aurora Sun uh, facility to come here. But yeah, I, I guess if the question would be, you know, what do you guys do every day? And honestly, it's a lot of, we call companies, we identify the companies that we want to speak to, to think that they should be coming here but not the and it's more the emerging stuff it's the fast moving companies the ones that are in growth mode so that's the first step so we have to identify that and then uh, take it from there so and then they might need money we might help them with that they might need people we'll help them with that they might need uh, you know anything from permitting to whatever we'll direct into the right uh, channels at city hall if that's the the case or introduce them to uh, whomever they need to be introduced to and uh, take it from there. So that would have been the question I would have asked. Like, what do you guys do? Yeah, that is a good question, actually. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's easy to explain, but it's hard to explain, too. Well, yeah, when you're in it every day, I guess yeah. you figure, well, it's not that hard. It's yeah. sales, right? That's really what we what we do. We're a sales and marketing or marketing and sales organization, ultimately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So... But yeah, when, when you don't know what, what it is we do, our advisory board kind of has an idea. But uh, yeah, and we're happy to tell anybody anytime, right? It's, not any, it's really not that big a secret. No. Uh, even though sometimes we get looked at like we, we have two heads when we say, well, we just sell what you have. <laughs> okay. First thing is we've got to identify what you have. Yes. That sometimes that's hard. That's the hard part. Yeah. Finding your strengths and weaknesses. It is, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's building your strengths and, and try and avoid trying to make your weaknesses stronger when you've got strong strengths that you can leverage, right? It's it's natural, it's it's habit for us to try and... Be, and we should always try and improve our weaknesses, yeah. but not to the point where we're not ever going to attract Amazon here because we don't have a workforce of 50,000 people that we can attract, right? It's yeah. Toronto or Vancouver... 
uh, in, in Amazon's case, it was uh, New Jersey oh, for their yes. other headquarters, right? So, um, but yeah, so we have, to, we have to know what it is that we are able to do, stay within that, and, and so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's great. You're very welcome. All right. So if there's any topic that you think we should talk about, send me a message on LinkedIn or email, amanda at investmedicinehat.ca. And I'm looking forward to hearing our listeners' feedback. Um, Thanks for listening. You can find us online at investmedicinehat.ca, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or your favorite podcast platform. We're on Instagram. We are. We are. I don't know on Instagram.